Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. It is the evening runway. Ali Danka Timothy Go now with uh, the Why It Matters segment. And we bring this up today because we're almost three months into the new year. Mm-hmm. One wonders if one is still keeping up with their new year resolutions. I didn't even make one. Yeah, I make goals <laughs> myself. But, you know, I know people who are trying. Get this, mate. The top 2024 resolutions for people in Asia Pacific include making more money, mm-hmm. eating healthier, mm-hmm. and learning a new skill or hobby. Have you done any of those? <laughs> I eat better. Okay. I can't say I'm making more money. This, okay. But uh, I am embarking on learning a new skill. Yes. I haven't done any of those, so I'm not part of this survey. Um, <laughs> in Singapore, a notable 12. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real, man. Keeping it real. Yeah. Surviving one day at a time. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, uh, in Singapore, a notable 12% said they aim to learn a new skill or a hobby this year. So that's very important. Yeah. Uh, it comes in line with what we heard on the budget oh, speech yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So this is good. Amid rising cancer cases, though, among the young and the old, as well as the increasing cost of health care, why is being sufficiently protected from critical illnesses not a priority? That's a good question. In fact, there was a study by AIA Singapore, and it's found that one third of respondents do not have enough critical illness coverage, and they're worried about the rising cost of living and health care as well. Mm-hmm. Let's get some perspective. On the line with us is Irma Hadi Kusuma, who is Chief Marketing and Proposition Officer at AIA. Oh, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me today, guys. All right, let's talk about this uh, AIA Singapore study. So you guys have uncovered that a significant portion of the population underestimates their critical illness coverage needs. I mean, any chance you could share with us some some numbers? How how big is this? Well, the latest Life Insurance Association Protection Get study that was published in 2023, actually, for 2022, revealed that the 74% protection gap still exists in Singapore. So the, the, the gap is really massive. It's a 74%. 74%? Wow, mm-hmm. 74% is big. Why is that? I guess in the same study, many Singaporeans actually cited affordability issues when mm-hmm. it comes to getting enough CI cover. So they always think that you know CI cover is expensive and amongst other priorities, it's usually low down their priority. Okay. I mean, it's money going out every month and it's difficult to view. An older demographic would say it's difficult to view it as a form of investment because if nothing happens to you, then this money is gone. But you guys have the AIA Ultimate Critical Cover. Tell us more about it. Yeah, this is a very interesting product and there's never been a better time to launch this product. As you all have cited earlier, continued medical advancement means that being diagnosed with a critical illness is often no longer a death sentence for many of us. In fact, many critical illnesses are now discovered relatively early Mm -hmm. and are now highly treatable. Mm. But continued medical advancement also means rising healthcare and treatment costs, right? That's why it's important for all of us to be financially protected against critical illness. So Ultimate Critical Cover was really born out of this desire to deliver AI's commitment to narrow the 74% critical illness protection gap in Singapore and to help Singaporeans live healthier, longer, better lives. We also asked uh, why is what is UCC all about? Yeah. What is Ultimate Critical Cover all about? 
think some of the unique features that we have in our new CI plan really are actually introduced to address some of these issues that we observe in the community. Mm-hmm. So it covers 150 medical conditions, the highest in the market today. It covers critical illnesses across early, intermediate and major CI condition. It also features the market's first unlimited research benefit and customers are also covered for relapse and five catastrophic illnesses with the Enhancer Rider cover. And last but not least, uh, you know, EIA is all about wellness and we've introduced EIA Vitality in 2013, mm-hmm. which is a wellness program that we have to support healthier energy. So EIA Vitality members also then enjoy up to 15% discount on their insurance premium, depending on their health status. Okay, one of the ways to get people to sign up for critical health insurance, uh, Irmo, is to change that mindset. A lot of young people don't think far enough, as as Elliot mentioned, that they are going to get critically ill at a young age, so therefore they don't plan ahead. How do you propose that we change this kind of mindset? It's really a lot of education and a lot of awareness building. In Mm. fact, if you've been reading the news, in Singapore, we've been observing increasing cancer diagnosis amongst the younger age groups, right? And with increasing awareness of health screening, all the things that the government has been doing with healthier SG, many critical illness are now being diagnosed early. The good news is that with medical advancement, many critical illnesses are now treatable, especially in the early stages. Mm-hmm. And with that, many people can then go on with their lives even after a critical illness diagnosis. And hearing from them, uh, people then realize the importance of getting critical illness coverage early. I think, yeah, education sounds really important. I think people need to take an interest in in wanting to understand these insurance products. I'd like to get your thoughts on, on whether people still run away from financial planners or insurance agents. And I say that because, <laughs> no, you would think that the, the it's changing, right? But you can't help but feel it's not. You see, you can uh, sign up for insurance packages which offer some form of investment or saving money. You can look at these insurance coverage or critical illness coverage, especially for women, and these policy setters have created products that benefit women even more, given the landscape of, you know, uh, you talked about diagnosis in, in certain critical illnesses. So are people still running away from insurance agents? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people still feel cautious about investing in it? I think it's a lot about awareness and perception and that's something that uh, we, we need to work with everyone to to kind of uh, improve in Singapore, right? And AMIAS has taken the first step. So they've recently published a basic financial planning guide mm-hmm. and in it they've uh, recommended how much you need to set aside for various purposes, for emergency funds, for investments. And in it, they've also recommended a certain proportion of your savings to be invested, to be to be used for insurance and they've recommended a good four times of annual income in terms of coverage for critical illness. So that's the first step that the government has, has done and they've done a lot in this in this area. And also the landscape in the insurance industry honestly has changed. There's a lot more education and professionalism and raising professionalism in, in the insurance sector that insurance companies and governments have worked together on and that should then build more confidence for customers to reach out to their insurance uh, insurance agents per se. And, and not only that, these days, you know, that with digitalization, 
getting or rather reaching out to an insurance agent is not the only way to get insurance. You mm. can can always go go to many different ways to get your insurance through through to driven uh, to directly to digital means. You don't even have to meet uh, your insurance agent or a coffee. You can just see them non post to pay. You can sign That's an true. insurance contract. You don't like that, them yeah. that much. Yeah, I've done that. It's quite it's quite interesting. Yeah, what's uh interesting to me, Irma, when I found out that, you know, I only signed up for all these health insurance, by the way, when I stopped working full time and have to pay for my own medical expenses. So, you know, I saw the need for this. And then I found out after, you know, years of being covered is that I'm not really covered until my twilight years and that I have to buy a separate, you know, another sort of coverage package for I don't I don't remember the age, but, you know, it, it, my current coverage ends at a certain age. Right, right. Yeah, there's many different types of insurance. There's mm-hmm. certain type of insurance that basically covers you during your productive years. Mm-hmm. And most people, some people like to get that coverage because it's a lot more affordable. Right. And for certain types of coverage, you only need it during your productive years. Mm-hmm. But there's also other type of coverage that lasts a long time, lasts for a life. So there's different types of insurance. But just going back to uh Ultimate Critical Cover, which we just launched, is a very interesting uh, plan because I'm not sure if many listeners this afternoon realize this, but most basic critical illness insurance actually terminates after the first critical illness claim is made. But like what we discussed earlier, right, actually critical illnesses can progress. It tends to happen a lot earlier, tends to be diagnosed a lot earlier. Mm -hmm. And many people then live a long life even after a critical illness diagnosis. With that, actually, it's not uncommon for people to get diagnosed with multiple critical illnesses over their lifetime. And with with ultimate critical cover, actually, we've included a first-in-the-market unlimited reset benefit. And what it means, it, it allows multiple claims to be paid until the end of the policy term mm. and not just one time. Mm, that's that's actually quite useful, okay. yeah. Especially when you come to cost of living, that's going to go a long way. I mean, everything that we've discussed, you know, Tim talking about coverage to a certain age, education as well. What do you think are some of the challenges that await life insurers for this year and beyond? I think the opportunity in insurance is still very large. I know insurance penetration in Singapore is is quite high, but. As you can see, actually, there's still a large uh, protection gap in Singapore, especially for critical illness. And the challenge is really getting people to realize and not to underestimate the amount of cover that they need in the event of critical illness. So just now we spoke about uh, the study that uh, that was done uh, by the Life Insurance Associations. Actually, one of the findings is that Many Singaporeans actually underestimate how much critical illness coverage they, they need. Mm. So the basic financial planning guide, which was issued by MAS, has kind of stated that you need a four, t- a four times of your annual income in yeah, terms of critical times. illness cover. Yes. Mm. But many people don't realize that's how much they need. So again, the awareness is an issue. Education is, is an issue. So that's a challenge that we need to overcome. But I believe that, you know, over time with more awareness and education, that's something that we can overcome. I guess one thing for many of us as well, Irma, is that, you know, we pay into this insurance, we're paying our premiums monthly or yearly or whatever it is. And then, you know, we remain healthy, many of us remain healthy and not see how their money is being used because they haven't made any claims on that. So they want to get the cheapest 
a premium out there just to cover something, but maybe not everything until later on in life. Right. So, you know, interestingly, and this is coming from a personal opinion and a personal experience, I mean, and I know a lot of people have this uh, perception that, you know, with insurance, you only get to claim when you're 60 years old, or six, 65 years old, 70 years old, right? Mm-hmm. But just from speaking from a personal experience, uh, both my parents were actually diagnosed with critical illnesses pretty early in their lives. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, they were diagnosed with critical illnesses at the same time, so within a span of one year, both when they were in the early 40s. Wow. So, <laughs> I always like to quote this example because I know this very well from my personal experience that mm-hmm. critical illness, for example, can happen to anyone and, and at any time, not just the 60s and the 70s, yeah, right? right? Yeah. And, and the other thing is this, like I say, the, the insurance industry has evolved. It used to be that... Uh, there's this perception that, oh, you you pay for premium and you don't get to claim anything and yes. you lose all your money. Uh-huh. But, but there are many types of insurance. Uh, mm-hmm. Nowadays, even for critical illness insurance, there's, there's those that basically just cover you for protection needs without any savings elements. There are also types of critical illness that includes the savings and investment elements, yes. actually. Yes, correct. And with that reality check, we're going to leave it at that. Something for all of us to ponder. We've been speaking with Irma Hade Kutsuma, who is Chief Marketing and Proposition Officer for AIA Singapore. Really appreciate your insight today. You take care and have a great Thursday ahead, yeah? Thank you. Thank you, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.